Good tunes, good brew, good buddies. I feel great, man. I feel great! Jim, do you feel great? I feel fantastic after that. Well, a little addition to the intro. I was telling Jim, ran into some issues with the prior uh, prior intro, but I like this one a little bit better. Wow. Short, I sweet, mean, to the point. Hey, we get we just get right into it, right? Get right into it. Little Wayne's World tribute. Yeah, so we are back after a little bit of a hiatus there after uh, football season. We took a few weeks off, kind of regather, recoup, and uh, yeah, we're going to talk about just a little bit of everything. We got a bunch of different topics tonight. Jim is traveling for work, uninterrupted, unfiltered. There we go. So we got no distractions here in uh, L Hotel Room in Boise, Idaho. Um, yeah, we're ready to go, man. Yep, we don't know where uh, where the third leg of the tripod is, Joe. So this ship will uh, just continue to sail on and yeah, don't meet yeah, us at the next port. I mean, Vinny and I have been texting uh, on the group text all day and uh, no response. So, Joe, I hope you're doing okay. And uh, we'll catch you on the next uh, trip around the sun. Hope he's all right. But one guy who I think we will find out a little bit about so apparently tomorrow at 10 a.m. joining the Pat McAfee show is going to be Mr. Aaron Rodgers. Uh, Dude, so, uh, it Le- is such LeBron, a I mean, I mean, it's like just really, man, like you can't you couldn't just do it like everybody else. You had to do LeBron shit like, come on. It, it drives me crazy in the sense that like. He's a fantastic player, had an amazing career, but like, let's not make any bones about this. Like he is not Tom Brady. He is not Peyton Manning. He is not these guys uh, in terms of like, <laughs> like winning and winning big games and championships and everything. The guys made one Super Bowl. It, it, yeah. It, as a part of understand. a very stable situation. And it's just like craves the attention for a guy that like absolutely hates the media and like wants his privacy and wants time to think. It's like the the, the guy's gone full like Meghan Markle and like Harry here. I, I don't I don't get it. I mean, it's so strange, too, because now he's like bringing these collection of losers from Green Bay and like Alan Lazard, like. If he wants that one receiver that he has some familiarity with, like that's fine and everything. But like now he's pushing for like a dirt old Mercedes Lewis and Randall, and Randall Cobb. Cobb. Like Who, those, I don't know those how guys Randall... are just taking up roster spots at this point. It drives me nuts too because it's like all we've heard for five years now is how he's upset that they don't get him weapons, right? Like Green Bay and all this stuff and that he doesn't have the arsenal around him. But then he's going to go pull all the same guys from Green Bay. Yeah, I don't yeah. understand it at all. And it and he's going to be moving, if he goes here, to a tougher division with a younger roster. Like, I, it does not make any sense whatsoever to me, this move. Yeah, I mean, it's – it's just one of those really odd things, right? Like, I, I'm fine with them moving to the Jets and everything like that. I don't know why. I mean, I'll be interested to see what the Jets Super Bowl odds move to. But, like, I don't think, like, I mean, let's, like you said, let's be real. He couldn't beat the Niners at home in a playoff game. Now, granted, the Niners have a really good defense a couple of years ago, and they still do. Yeah. But, like, you couldn't elevate your team that, you know, had a home field advantage to beat, you know, a, a Jimmy, a bad Jimmy G on that day. Niners? Like, it's just so strange, man. So, like, look, he's a, he's a good player. He's maybe a first ballot Hall of Famer, maybe. I think um, he is. I mean, but like, it's just this is so LeBron esque. Like, he's becoming like now. That's kind of even the shot. Like, that's a disrespect to LeBron. I was just going to say LeBron's the same thing. A lot better, but just the whole look at me shit. Yeah, like, they could have done this. The trade's been in place. Like, yep, agreed to in principle, probably for a few days here. Now he's like. 
you know, it, it's like it's like Vince in the later stages of Entourage, where he's worried about like, you know, he could just sign the fucking movie deal, but all the time like getting you know Turtle put on mm-hmm. as his like driver and drama put on as his like personal chef, so they like get a few few extra dollars like. That totally. Now this deal's just gotten so complicated. It's like, come on, man. Like, what, like, who, who are we kidding here? Now, well, the flip yeah. side of that is, uh, I mean, well, do you, first off, just, do you do you think that's what happens tomorrow? Like, like, do, do yes. you think there's a possibility there's, there's, he there's, goes on to McAfee and retires? No, not you don't after think so? after Lazard signed. Okay. With with the Jets, and he has signed. Uh, that was it. That was it. Okay. And if he fucks now, look, I have no idea. He could fuck the Jets and just go <laughs> McAfee and like wanted to give Lazard like a good contract on could his way imagine? out or something. I, I don't know. Maybe they go for a little Dutch rudder in the in the showers. Who knows? But. Yeah, I I think there's no way. I think if he was retiring, he would not go on McAfee's show. Yeah, yeah. I think he at that point would probably just put out a tweet or a statement and yeah. then just retire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What What do you think from a football perspective? Obviously, that division is stacked, right? Like, I get it. New England's down, yet they're always still a tough out with Belichick. But we can agree they're the worst team in the division, I think, on paper. Miami is loaded up if Tua can stay healthy. And you've got Buffalo there. Like, where do you think the Jets kind of fit in now to if Rodgers shows up, you know, day one? I, I think that division is now wide open. Um, you've got the team around Tua, but at the, at the end of the day, Tua is a weakness in Miami. Okay. Yeah. The Jets have a great defense. Mm-hmm. Okay, they graded out as PFF's number one defense in 2022. They were solid. So, you know, solid special teams. You know, Brees Hall it, coming back. Brees Hall coming back. You've got Garrett Wilson there. You've got Elijah Moore, who's not going anywhere now. That, and I mean, he still could get traded, but who knows? Yeah, you've got, um, you've got Lazard coming there now. I mean. And I don't think this I will really be it for like the Jets, it. right? Like I could see the Jets giving they're already giving him whatever he wants, right? So like if Aaron's like, sure. I want a receiver in the first round or the second round, like they're gonna get him another weapon or two. Like they're gonna give him everything he wants. Yes. I mean they've got some solid tight ends. They've got Conklin, they've got Uzoma, um, they've got you know a solid backfield combination there. Um yeah, I mean it's just it's it's I think that they could be pretty solid. They've got a pretty good offensive line. Yeah. Um I, I think it could work out really, really well, but I mean if he he does any weird shit like he does in Green Bay, the media there is just gonna be hammering his ass weekly. That's the, be, that's what I'm saying. It'll about be interesting fit. to see yeah. what what he does with that. I agree. Right? Um, yeah. I don't know why. Obviously, the Raiders probably approached him. Um, I'm not sure why he he chose not to go there. Because let's, let's 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 make this clear, just so if there's people out there who don't understand. Yes, the Packers technically traded him, but it was up to Rodgers. He wasn't Absolutely. going anywhere that he he didn't want to. Right. Yep. Um. No doubt. So it, it's it, an odd choice. It will be very explosive, good, bad, or indifferent. Because I just don't think, like, if it's off to a rocky start, if they're not playing well, if they're losing games, that New York media is going to tear him to shreds, and it's going to be, yeah, it's going to be interesting. Uh, moving on to the next quarterback of the hour, I guess. What do you think ends up happening with Lamar? Well, because I just don't know at this point. First, like, I, I'm very confident he's not a Raven next year. But like, what? Well, is, I I disagree. I I disagree at this point. 
But like they've come out and said, like he's not playing on the franchise tag. Like he'll sit out a year, which would be well, I disagree with and be the, like career suicide. But so you know this, what I mean. So I mean, I think at the end of the day, number one, this this was handled terribly by Lamar. Um, Absolutely. All these. All these guys have come out and said, well, you know, I negotiated my contract. I negotiated. None of these guys are quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Okay. All these guys, Richard Sherman, Bobby Wagner, these guys are all fucking defensive players. And these yeah. guys are all negotiating their third, fourth, and even fifth contract sometimes. Short term so deals. Let's, like, let's not compare yeah. that to negotiating a guy coming off of his rookie deal. Yep. Monster contract. Now, Lamar's his own worst enemy because he set the precedent that he was not going to play for $125 million guaranteed and that $253 million contract that they yep. that they gave him. Now, I, I'm sure if you called the Ravens today and said, hey, what's the offer? They're saying, we, we already know. We've already offered it to him. It's sitting there. He's just said no. Right. Okay. Now, could Lamar do? I think. I think that Lamar should. Okay. This is where an agent would have really helped out. Should have called around and said, "Hey, look, we're not happy. We'll play on a two-year, mm-hmm. hundred million dollar contract. Absolutely. We want it to be guaranteed, but two years. That's it." We want to prove it to everybody that this wasn't the flash in the pan and we want to shove it up the Ravens' ass. But do you think Lamar is sitting at his house, pounding the phone, calling around, doing all these things? No, he's not. And number one, he couldn't because during the, even during before the legal tampering, he didn't have an agent. So the teams couldn't contact the player directly. Yeah, here's the problem with representing yourself. Right, there was he's no not, pre-negotiation. He, yeah, he's not at the combine behind closed doors with a beer, able to talk to the be. owner. Or no, he no, I'm saying it, like like if you have an agent, like that's what exactly. they're doing there. Like you wonder why these deals at 9:02 a.m. at right when the legal tampering begins get signed. It's because it's been done for two weeks. You know? Exactly, and there's um, no way to prove it. It's like oh, no I was way. calling about player, you know. I was just calling this guy's agent. We already have a player of his on our team or right. whatever the case may be. It's just amazing to me that you can be that in that position and be that naive to think that you could do this on your own. And no yeah. one's saying Lamar's not smart. He's great at playing quarterback. He's not a professional sports agent. Yeah. He just doesn't have that knowledge. So like, why would you not put the best possible people around you. Like, look, Daniel Jones wasn't happy with his agent. He fired right. his agent, went and got a new agent. And oh, look, he got $40 million a year guaranteed for Daniel fucking Jones. Well, Good for him. But he probably he, fantastic representation who knows how to negotiate properly. Well, and the other thing is too, like when you're dealing with these kinds of contracts and these kinds of dollars, you're talking two, $300 million contracts. Like, Someone made the point that I was listening to. This is not like you're not talking to a GM at this point. Like you need owner approval on this. So like, yeah, is Lamar just out there calling Arthur Blank, being like, "Hey, no, what's going on, man? You know, like how how does this even get done? You know, like I don't see there, there's yeah, such a gap in like reality of how these things happen. Um, I'm sure yeah, he's, he's had saying, conversations. Oh, well, no one's contact. Yeah, he's you know. like, oh, well, no one's contacted me. And it's like, well, you've already set the precedent of what you're not going to play for. So, like, why do people need to call you? Well, and I think the if other you, thing is, if you, he's basing it. Like, if his you're not going to then who cares? Well, and his reality is, like, I want more than Deshaun Watson, which the entire league has agreed that it was a horrific contract and will never probably be done again. They already so restructured it and gave him $36 million less. No, totally. But you see, like, the problems. Like, yeah, the Browns are yeah. already running in issues. No team's going to do that, especially for a guy with injury issues, 
his style of play is, you know, like going to open him up to more injuries. Like there's just such a disconnect in reality. I don't see any other way. Yeah. You know, I I agree with you last year. He should have said, I'll take two years, you know, 80 million, hundred million guaranteed. And then I can hit the market. Sign an extension with the Ravens. Right. Right. Say, Hey guys, I really appreciate that. You know, I'll save you guys $25 million and I'll do it for two years, $100 million guaranteed. Yep. But then but then we're really going to have to back up the truck. Totally. And right? if he, he delivers, then great. But and if I not, mean, you, you can move on. But you look at his numbers, like, I don't know what people are talking about. Like, he has not been good the last two years. No. He just hasn't. I mean, you look at his um, – I have it right here. I mean, his rate, his quarterback rating has dropped off a cliff. His QBR has dropped off a cliff. He's throwing way more interceptions. Like, it's just, I don't know, man. I just don't see it. Um, the only team I could see being crazy enough is, you know, Ursa is just on a, a four-day bender and willing to be like, whatever, man. Give this guy, you know, four years, 200 mil, four, fully guaranteed or something. But, but here's the other problem, Vinny, is now that they put the non-exclusive tag on him, anyone who signs him – has to give up two first two round first picks. rounders. Yep, I get it. It's it, he's 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 in a really tough spot. I mean, it's like, and if I'm Baltimore at this point, like I know it's you know business is not personal, but it's kind of like no one trades for you. You're playing on the franchise tag here, dude. Like I'm not that that contract's not available anymore. Like I see, I think that they would still offer him that contract. You think it's just sitting there on the table, ready to be signed? I I think so. I mean, I, I I truly think that if he came back and said, "All right, guys, look, let's do I it," I fucked this up. Like this was a bad move. Like I don't like how this went down, but like, give me the give me the one twenty five, the five years, you know, two fifty three, and 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 let's let's go try and win some championships. Yeah. I just think they're so far apart. I don't know how that comes comes to play, but who knows? I mean, the market's going to speak, and I mean, I, I feel like every day that goes, you know, people teams are falling off the market on, on who's going to be like a player to do this, right? So times are ticking. <laughs> so I mean, let's let's before we move on, like let's take a look at realistic landing spots for Lamar. Just uh, looking I, at teams that are that need a quarterback. So, yeah, so, so the obvious one would be the Texans, mm-hmm. which, you know, I don't I, I don't know if they're, they're rebuilding their team, and I don't know if they want to give up the two first-round picks it's going to take to sign him. Just because the roster so far, too, right? By the yeah. time that roster's built up, Lamar's on the second half of that contract probably, right? So it's yeah, like, I mean, what are they? You've got, you've got D'Amico Ryan's there who's – a defensive head coach mm-hmm. probably wants to build the defense much the same way the Niners did. Right. Right. The Texans already have the second overall pick. They've got the 12th overall pick. They've got the 33rd overall pick. So they have three premium picks Yep. to start. Off, right. So it's not like, like, yeah, we can go get eye for the future if we're in here. We could trade down. We could take, you know, Tanner McKee with the 12th right. overall pick for Stanford. And then we got two Stanford guys on our team. Let them battle it out. And then, um, so you got the Texans. There's been rumblings about the Dolphins, but I don't know if the Dolphins have enough picks or ammo to go get him. Well, I thought I read that um, they're like totally ineligible I- unless it's a legit sign and trade because they don't have a first round pick. It got exactly, stripped. so they're so, out. So they could, have, so so they would have to waive the franchise, the non-exclusive franchise tag. Yeah, it would have to be. Mean, well, they, yeah, it'd have to be like a legit sign and trade. Like, I mean, the Dolphins, like Lamar Dolphins would have, only to have sign. four draft picks this year. Yeah, I, that, I don't think it's you realistic, know? especially with the cap. Like, so, I don't know how they would do it. So but they're out. Um, you got Tennessee, who's clearly just. Raiders just signed Jimmy G. Tennessee is clearly just yep. shedding cap. They're already paying Tannehill. They cannot like they would have to trade Tannehill in that package. But I, again, so I don't know how it works with the cap. Like, 
So they could cut Tannehill. Um, yeah. There's reports that they've been shopping Derrick Henry. Could they, could they trade Derrick Henry as a package and, and, to get Lamar Jackson? I, I think it's more Tennessee's just hitting the reset button a little bit. Like they're just kind of going to – they're going to aim for one of those top quarterbacks next year, I believe. Okay. But so, so you've got Indy. Indy makes sense. Like they, they're a desperate franchise. <laughs> Washington. Yeah, I mean, in in no, I think they're I think they're content with Sam Howell um, because they're the rebuilding commandos. too. So yeah, that leaves... and I don't think that any, I don't think anything it would be major moves like that until they get a new owner if Bezos buys them. Yeah. Um, so you've got. Everyone else is pretty solidified of going down the the NFC here. Tampa needs a quarterback. Carolina needs a quarterback. In Atlanta, but though Atlanta already came yeah, out said they're out. I think Atlanta. No, Atlanta. Atlanta's going with Ritter. I mean, they. Yeah, they're going to see what he has. It looks like. Um, so it's like, I mean, and I cannot foresee Carolina trading the first overall pick, but. Carolina, Tampa. No, Car- Carolina and by Indy. making that trade basically said that they're going to go get their guy and right. go from there. I, I don't, th- I don't think that they want anything to do with Lamar. But and he's not going in the division, so that that leaves like three teams, maybe four. Yeah, so so, I, I, so you see that there's there's a major problem here. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, you know, Lamar. Good luck, man. But I think you really, really fucked yourself. I think so too. All right, moving through the rest of free agency here slash trade season. What's your favorite move so far? I've got two that I think were just rock solid. But... Ooh, my fate. Well, I mean, obviously, uh, the the Niners picking up Hargrave, I think, is great to replace a guy who was getting thrown around like a like a discarded (laughs) beanie baby from 1993 um in the nfc championship um i i like one that just happened and i have no idea why the raiders did this other than they're just in love with foster moreau oh yeah yeah trading darren waller so i i read something like for like the hundredth overall pick, so from what I read, rumor obviously that like something happened when Darren Waller was getting ready to get married, and him and like uh, yeah, so he what's his he name had married. a blowout, and then like they were he was just like get me out of here, and, and what? uh, what's his name was just like all right, fine, but that's on. not an excuse to <laughs> trade one of your best offensive players. Because you fucked up and accidentally leaked that he was getting married before yeah. they told anybody. Like, yeah. what are we talking about here? I, like, I you, don't, don't, you don't trade one of your best players for, like, the number 100 pick overall? What's that, like a late third rounder? Totally. I, I love the move for the Giants. It's like, a great a move for the Giants. Um, I did like the move that came back. I mean, yeah, it's a fantastic move for the Giants. Um. I do like the Jacoby Myers signing for the Raiders. Now, I also am kind of sitting here thinking, like, I just then I, like I'm not into signing or trading for receivers and running backs in the NFL today. There's so yeah. many good guys that come out every year. Just draft a guy in the second. Yeah, Jaco- for- Jacoby Myers is a good player, though. He's a good compliment. And like, look, it makes more sense why they signed him if they are planning on trading Darren Waller. Yeah, yeah. So now, now that they have that, I mean, that's a that's a good three pronged wide yeah. receiving core with him, Renfro, yeah. and and then well, who know? I mean, has it came out? The, what, what? Well, they, fran- they they franchised them. Is he gonna play on that tag? That is unknown, my friend. So you know, I, I, I mean, we'll see. I mean. The, yeah. I, that's a good move, though. What's your what's your second one? Uh, the I like the Bears trade, in my opinion. Like, dude, they got a fantastic haul. They got a number one receiver back in DJ Moore, and then they also got like 
three additional like high picks like that can easily turn into, you know, if you trade one of them and move back again or something like that, dude, you can get an additional like four to five studs with those picks. Like they weren't going to select the quarterback. So they just nabbed like five to six starters, hopefully by moving back like seven spots. Like that's a fantastic. Yeah. I mean, I think it's a good move. Um, I think that, you know, they did sign an offensive tackle today. Mm-hmm. Um, they really do need the work and help on the O-line. I think that they'll probably draft an offensive lineman coming up. Yep. Um, but, like, that's yeah, the goal, I mean, right? Like, you have to put ones. some talent. you got to put some talent around fields to see if he's the guy. Like, yeah, and DJ 100%. Moore is a pretty good starting point. Yes. I mean, now you've got DJ Moore and now you've got Darnell Mooney, right? You've got two legitimate wide receivers. Uh, They seem to really like that Dallas Jones Jr. kid. Yeah, Um, he didn't really get on the field a ton, but. No, he's explosive, but but they can, they can, you know, send Dante Pettis packing. Yeah. Um, Did you see they they do Montgomery, the other St. Brown. Yeah, yeah, that was that. So that was Montgomery to the Lions. That's interesting. So how many? I mean, are they just gonna say fuck it? We're they're they're gonna pull like the Bill Belichick and literally just like throw three passes a game now? Like, well, I don't think they've. Uh, I don't think they resigned Jamal Williams, so like okay, he's gonna so, fill that void. So that makes more sense. Maybe Jamal Williams would go hang out with Aaron Rodgers and in, in the yeah, York maybe. Again. I mean, who knows? Yeah. My um, here. Hold on a sec. Oh, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I kind of like that. I think the Bears absolutely are now on the market for it running back. You know, um, I was, I was saying, I, I think the Bears are very much in the market for a running back now. I mean, could you see a Bijan Robinson going there and pick eight or nine? Like, that would be something. I mean, we talk about surrounding him with talent. You could do yeah. that. What? Uh, yeah. Um, what, what about the other side of this turntable? What do you think is the worst move? Because we've already mentioned him like multiple times on this, but I think the Alan Lazard deal is one of the worst signings I've ever seen. He sucks. I, I, I don't think it's that bad, dude. Well, I mean, he, I don't think he sucks. I mean, I don't think he's – I don't know if he's worth what they're paying him. I mean, that, but, it's just a, I mean, it's a I don't, big contract. I don't know if that's and... the worst move. It's it not just, that big yeah, of a like, contract. It's four years, $44 million. It's like $10 million a year, dude. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I think it's a bad contract, like – I just don't see it. Well, it's not you know, a bad like you contract. have. I mean, he's gonna be fighting for like second slash third, like like balls on that team, like as a second third receiver behind, like with Corey Davis. You know, like no, he's, you, he's I, there. Lazard he's is their not number one special. wide receiver. No, he's not bad either. No, but I mean, like, he's a number he's six, two. He's for six sure. five. So what? I mean, Garrett, Garrett, they've got Garrett Wilson and they've yeah. got Lazard. I mean, yeah, I guess. Elijah Moore, Corey Davis, Mims. I, I, I do love how, like, the, like, Elijah Moore just continues to request trades like every three months. And they just, <laughs> just say continue no. to say no, but then they don't They're use They're like, no. It's like, what? <laughs> it doesn't well, make I any mean, sense at all. I, I think that they they maybe had some difficulties, uh, you know, get, actually getting him the ball last year. Yeah, um, I think that was part of the problem. But I mean, I, I do I, love actually you bring it up there. I, I do love the fact that no one's talking about Zach Wilson. Like this guy's the number two overall pick, and he's just a, like buried there. No one get no one cares. No one's talking about him. I mean, he said he said he's gonna beat out whoever comes there. So, God, could you imagine that quarterback room between him and Rodgers? Like, 
Look, Ooh. I think I think if he knows what's good for him, he'll realize that Rodgers probably really only has two more really good years in him. Oh, no, I agree. His first two years really didn't go that well. And he should maybe just, you know, swallow his pride a little bit and fucking and go do it. Right? I, I, re- I really hope, though, like, like he flips uh, – Zach Wilson into like a total conspiracy theorist and like like pulls him from the Mormon church and like they just absolutely like he just turns him like into the dark side. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean anything is on the table for that fucking like hey Zach, come check out this Reddit thread. Yeah, I mean just absolutely <laughs> unbelievable. What about what's your what's your least favorite move? I guess yeah, I guess you you already brought up the Raiders like I, trading their all pro tight end, but yeah, I think that's just like the dumbest thing that you could do. You're trying, you have this new quarterback, you want to try and give him as many weapons as possible, and you just trade away one of your one of your guys. Like it just doesn't doesn't really make a whole hell of a lot of sense to me. Um, I don't know if there's been any really bad moves yet. I think that the the Carolina Panthers move was was desperate mm-hmm. and that it smells it smells very much like the horrible Kevin Costner movie draft day that we all watch because yeah. and I continue to watch because I'm a football junkie and I'll watch anything that has to do with football telling him to make some sort of a splash for the draft that that's what this reeks of right there. <laughs> um I, but I, I mean, you could trade up to number one, and if you get your franchise quarterback, it's worth it. it it's worth it. Yeah. Right. Um, and they didn't give up three ones. They gave up DJ Moore, who they've got Terrence Marshall, who I think is going to turn into a very nice player. Yeah. Um, he's already, you know, kind of shown that. I don't know. I think, I don't know. If there's any really bad, I think that the Eagles letting basically their entire defense walk is is a kind of a head scratching move. Um, yeah, they're. Um, I know you're going to have to pay Hertz at some point, but you don't have to pay him yet. Yeah, you've still got two years before you have to pay this guy. Right. Um, why not try? You just were in the Super Bowl. Why not give these guys short deals? And try and run that back for one more year, or did these guys like? Is all this shit about saying like these people don't want to play for Nick Sirianni? Like, is there some shreds of truth to that? I don't because, know. Because like, they all seem pretty happy to. Well, obviously from a money standpoint, but they all seem pretty happy to like get the hell go, out of there. Go, go, move on. You know. Um, so I don't yeah, know. I think I think collectively, I think that has been the biggest head scratcher for me is yeah. that the Eagles are basically losing a lot of very integral pieces to their defense right. um, and, and not really working super hard to maybe re-sign them. Totally. All right. Pivoting over to, to some links. You got any, uh, you got any leans on the Valspar here? So let me pull up my notes here. What do you got going? What's your let bench? Let me sheet pull up like? my notes. Hold on. Hold on. Give me a sec. All right, where's my notes? All right, so as always, these are going to be for DraftKings. Okay. Um, so just a little bit about this one is going to have not such a great field. There's been, you know, four super, like, wild fields the last few weeks. Um, there's going to be guys here. Jordan Spieth and Justin Thomas, you know, they're there. People are getting ready for some majors coming up. Um, Valspar, I mean, it could be a birdie fest, right? Ball striking is a premium here. So I really, really like ball striking. Um, Strokes gained approach. um, Strokes gained around the green, scrambling. Uh, and the bogey avoidance because there is some some bad stuff here. So Sam Burns has won this back to back years. Uh, before that, it was Paul Casey who won it twice. Jordan Spieth has won here before. Um, 
So, you know, you don't need a bomber here. That's the okay. biggest thing. Um, you, you've got to keep the ball in play. Um, you know, I think that for me, I think Justin Thomas out of, out of my top tier guys is probably going to be my favorite play. You can't go wrong with speed. Um, but for $600 less, I think that they're just kind of similar. So if you need the savings, I would go down to Thomas. Uh, Tommy Fleetwood is a guy that I really like. He's a little bit overpriced based on his odds. Um, he's 22 to one favorite, but he's $9,800, which is only, you know, $800 less than Jordan speed. Mm, um, okay. And only $200 less than Justin Thomas, who's 11 to one to win, to win the tournament. So he may be a little bit overpriced don't really love that there. Um, kind of going down into like the mid eights. I think that Wyndham Clark is a nice play. Nice play here. He's very good off the tee, um, and he's very good on the green. The part where he's going to struggle is is that in between the the approach. So that that's a little bit scary. So he's a little bit more of a risky play. Um, if you wanted somebody who's a little bit better of a play as far as ball striking um, and strokes gained approach, uh, Justin Sue at 8,900, nobody okay. is going to play Justin Sue. Um, last week, he was $6,600. Okay. <laughs> so now he's $8,900. So you kind of just have to kind of take that into account. But, you know, 12th and T to green. Um, Sixth in strokes gained approach and tenth in putting over his last 24 rounds. He's been playing good. Form okay. is something you definitely need to pay attention to when you're playing DraftKings or betting golfers. He's rounding into form pretty well. They've played some tougher courses with Bay Hill and the Honda Classic the last few weeks. This is an easier course. Um, I really do like Justin Sue quite a bit this week. Um, All right. We're taking, uh, I like a little Bobby Shelton at 7,500. Missed a cut last week. I like him. Uh, I like his game. I think he can excel here. And then some bombs. Um, I think Zach Wilson at 6,800 is a really good play. He's kind of like the Paul Casey, the American version of Paul Casey, I would say. Mm -hmm. Um, But driving accuracy, you know, 170 and in, he's going to be really, really good. Um, he's made the cut five straight events in a row. So that's really positive. Um, so if you're looking for a guy down in the sixes, don't love a lot of people down there. Uh, but I do like Zach Johnson quite a bit this week. I love it. I, uh, I was able to cash a little bit on the players last week. So yeah, players was tough last week. It was tough. Uh, yeah, started out. I mean, it was just all over the map and then Scotty Scheffler, man. I mean, dude. That guy is just a goddamn machine. He is. He's very good. And he's just like, he doesn't do anything like, I don't know. Obviously, you know golf better than I do. But it's just like nothing reckless, it seems like. Like, he'll have bad shots. But like, dude, he just makes the the, the easy shot. He just takes what's given to him and just dominates. It's like. You have guys spraying the ball everywhere, and he's just like, yep, I'll just hit it down the middle and just play straight up and beat everybody. I mean, it's it's one of the reasons, like, you know, back, you know, a couple of years ago, we were, he won three tournaments and five starts, right? He, crazy. He's a very consistent player. And so when he starts to go on these streaks, I mean, you know, kind of, it's kind of like a lookout kind of thing because it's like, yeah. man, I mean – He's he's as locked in as anyone. It's pretty wild. Yeah, yeah. So you know, look out, world. Um, I don't think he's playing this week, is he? I don't think so. I think he took this week off, um, which is probably good for everybody else. Um, (laughs) But he's super super focused on the Masters. There's no real reason for him to play this, especially after winning last week. I mean, yeah. You know, they're just—he just—he's gonna go take a couple weeks off, get ready for the first major, and then we'll go from there. Crazy. You got any uh, 
you got any leans, any uh, insight on March Madness? I know you're a huge college basketball locked in every night kind of guy. Uh, yeah, I have <laughs> no idea. Um, okay, so, uh, so this with, is perfect. So, what, so, so what the tournament you, starts Thursday? The tournament starts on Thursday. Okay. How do you, for a guy, as am I, have not watched one college basketball game, pick your bracket? What's so I do try and do research. Okay. I do try and do some research. I'll read like a couple of articles. Okay. Right. I won't just go total shotgun blast. But like, I mean, I have the paid Rotowire, ex- you know, subscription, and yeah. like that's gonna be the extent of my, um, like I just got done reading the uh, the Rotowire. Uh, article uh the team previews yeah right uh i, I do love it because I, I do the same thing and i'm like like they're like oh this team could be dangerous like if the three balls drop in and like fast pace offense here i'm like all right that sounds good to me let's rock and roll like let's go baby marquette and like you're just <laughs> but like, so, yeah no, like no like, insight whatsoever like, like iona is in the is in the ncaa tournament like who Iona? <laughs> like, okay. Well, I was thinking cool. today, like, I'm obsessed. Kennesaw State. I, I absolutely love college sports, but I do too. It's mainly due to football, right? Yes. Like, it's not due to basketball. So Correct. there's a lot of teams in here. I'm I'm gonna give you a, a perfect example here. Can you tell me where Creighton College is located? Ooh. Creighton, I'll say Ohio. Uh, I'm gonna look it up and double check it here. Uh, negative. It is located in Omaha, Nebraska. Nebraska. So okay. okay, I thought it was up in like Delaware area. You know, egg mm-hmm. on my face. But uh, point being is like I, I I just love being able to do be you, like. Ooh. Do you know? Do you know where Oral Roberts is located? That sounds like an Ohio school. Roberts university <laughs> oh Tulsa Oklahoma there we go there we go middle America baby um, um I also like to pick games like when I get deep like deeper into the bracket you know and I'm in that that elite eight uh area where it's like I I, I think football so I'm like ooh, like Miami versus Texas like that would be a great game and I really like I think back to the last time maybe those teams played and I just, yeah. I just run it through football wise in my head and then I just pick the team that I think would be best. See, so there you go. So that's how I do it. Uh, I, I, I'm sure I've won a bracket or two, but I probably wouldn't take picks for me uh, in March Madness. But it is the best tournament in sports, hands down. Friday is also St. Patrick's Day. Should be a pretty wild day with gambling and drinking. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Um Definitely you throw know, a few like pints a, down. Yeah, I'm going to see our buddy Mike in uh, in in uh, in Arizona, so we're heading down there on Friday. Nice. Um, you know, I've I have to drive from the airport to his house, so I, was, mm. I would like to throw a few down on the plane. But uh, yeah, we're gonna go. My I, wife's wife's going to see Taylor Swift. I don't. I, I don't think they do checkpoints or anything in arizona i think it's just fair game so i think you're okay uh well i heard that somewhere you heard that somewhere okay well i mean i guess i'll take that under uh advisement yeah um last topic i really have on here and i I need to get your insight on this i I told you this right before the the show and your jaw kind of hit the floor but okay I, i was having some streaming issues uh with apple tv specifically and okay. last week, finally got things rocking and rolling. And one of the TVs where we watch most of our shows finally started Ted Lasso. And oh, I'm yeah. almost through it. Just the best binge watching show I've had in a long time. Like the show is just so, so absolutely incredible in all ways. Right. But it's like gotten me thinking that we're not football fans, but I feel like I need to like just go all in and select a team and, and just, just adopt one maybe like 
be a local representative of, you know, whatever. I don't want to pick just the like traditional, you know, Man United where everybody is like everyone. No, that's like see, a, that, a Man United team. Yeah, you know? that's no fun. That's like saying you're going to be like, like if you're from, you know, another country, you're like, ooh, the Dallas Cowboys look cool. Like, I, I don't want that. So I got to find a team to like, draft one. Bless it. Okay. So I, I don't so know if I, you know much about this. It could help me. There's 20 teams. There's a lot here. So, yeah. So I'm, look, I'm looking at the uh, – I'm just going to pull up the Premier League standings. Yep. That's what I got going right here. So so right away, I'm drawn to one that's like mid-pack for okay. a very specific reason. It's my son's name is Brighton. Oh. And there is a Brighton football team. That is so, interesting. You know, I, if I pull them up, you know, they're mid-pack, seventh place out of 20. That's not that's not terrible. Yeah. Right? They've got, you know, 39 I like points. I don't I don't know how points are even you know gained, right? They won their last game. I think it's I think it's similar to like a hockey, you know, situation we got going okay. here, right? Yeah, that's that makes sense. I mean, for you, I don't even know anything about this, but there's a team just called Wolves. Yeah, it looks cool. I did see that one. I mean, um, that's pretty cool. Like, if I was going to have to get some, like, Wolves merch, uh, yeah. yeah, I think I would be pretty into that. Yeah, I think so, too. Um, um, yeah, I don't I mean, know. I feel like, like that would there's just some, some... pretty solid, pretty solid, like, uh, like hooligan, like, action, too, for the Wolves, right? Yeah. Yeah, so I have been researching the hooligan angle because if I'm going to oh, okay. do it, I'm not exactly going to like, you know, blood in, blood out here and join. But like, I do feel like I have to get in, you know, like get into the mix, right? I got to represent. Um, West Ham United was listed recently on one of London's most violent uh, clubs. So that, oh. that kind of drew me in. Uh, okay. I, I was a little bit interested there. Let's see what else is on that uh, list. Um, Millwall, that's the team. They're not in the Premier League. It sounds like they got regulated. They're in another league. Now. They got relegated. Okay, yeah, so, uh, so they're in. So they're not quite it, back up to the. Yeah, big all point. it says is they've been a thorn in English football fans for decades. Uh, famous <laughs> incidents include the 1985 Kenwell Worth riot. And the 2009 <laughs> Uptown Park riot. So they've had two riots that they've caused. 2009? Yeah, recent. Uh, wow. Another, I, I don't know if you call that a plus, but a plus, their team name is the Bushwhackers. That's super cool, in my opinion. <laughs> uh, the Bushwhackers are most famously, are most famous for their hooligan and thug supporters. Um they roll in packs of 200 to 250 and by far the most fanatical supporters of the club. Okay. I mean, I, I feel like that's, you, you're taking a pretty big leap. You know, that's like, you know, you're jumping all in and saying like, you're, you're going all, all the way there. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I, it's, it's not a bad, uh, it's not a bad call. Yeah. I mean, the a lot of Bushwhackers? The bushwhackers, dude. I know, bro. I know it sounds pretty cool. I'm gonna send you a few of these articles I read. So I, like, I like that. I like that Brighton is sponsored by Nike and American Express. Mm, okay, I like. I like that. Um, just trying to see some. The, their stadium doesn't look like overly flashy. Okay, kind of like that. Um. Yeah, I, I think that this this might be a uh, a pretty solid. Uh, pretty, if, wait, oh, see, I think I'm on the wrong team already. Fuck, Alpine. I'm gonna. I'm, <laughs> no, I'm no, gonna put I'm out. The right one. I'm gonna definitely put out a poll and like get some. I'm gonna crowdsource this because what my are, my my team is 100 percent for. Like, I can be bought here. Um, I mean, this Aston Villa sounds good. Aston Villa sounds cool. Crystal um, Palace. I know there's something about like Everton just sounds kind of cool. Yeah, I don't hate that. West nice. Ham, I like that. Yeah, I like. They're not that. very Le good, but that's okay. You buy low, you know, in the stock market. Like Le buy them now. Leicester City. 
Not yeah, bad. There's some, there some cool names. I need to go through the colors. I need to go through the logos. I need to go through the sponsors. Yeah, I got to be honest. Like Brighton, I don't love their logo. Okay, so um, that's a negative there. Like, I'm going to put together a whole chart. Like, what like about Ful these. Fulham? Fulham Football Club. Yeah. There we go. Um, like, so I, I think I need to stack rank this. I'm going to come up with a chart. And then what I'm going to do is I'm going to I'm going to come up with like a top three and I'm going to put it out as like a poll, which will help my decision. Cause like I said, I don't, I don't want to be a corporate oh, dude, sellout and just join, dude, you know, the I, Dallas Cowboys of the English premier league. I, uh, I might have found my team. What do you got? Fulham football club. Fulham. Okay. Where is this? What do we the got? The Thames Valley travelers. Are a football hooligan group associated with the English football club Fulham. The first firm associated with the club was called SW6 in the 1970s, and later the Thames Bank Travelers, Green Pole Boys, H Block, and Fulham Youth Crew. Oh, Jesus. Okay. Um, that's interesting. Uh, okay. Uh, I like this. Okay, I pulled up a new list. I'm going to send you this list. Okay. Number one, hooligans, okay? The hooligan clubs. Okay. Millwall, once again, the Bushwhackers take the number one in a separate site. So this is like, okay. I, well, think, I, I think they're the like by far <laughs> the no, most notorious. Like that's, So the, they're not even in the Premier League and they're still number one? Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share this. Hold on. What's uh are you on wolfgangsport.com? Uh yep, that's where I am. Yeah. Okay, there you go. Um, all right. Okay, here here we go. Sharing the screen. All right, okay. so number one, the bushwhackers here. Okay. Um ripping out seats, smashing windows at pubs. Yeah, it, it's a little extreme, I think, for for me, who's never really watched football before, uh, soccer. Let's see, West Ham's up here, number two. Interesting. Um, they're okay. called the Firm. That's kind of cool. Um, That's not bad. Inner City Firm were formed in 1977. Mm -hmm. They, they okay. have a ferocious rivalry with the Bushwhackers. Okay. Yeah, okay. Along with the Millwall Bushwhackers and Chelsea Headhunters, the Firm are among the most notorious in London. The ICF, as they call themselves for short, <laughs> have a ferocious rivalry with the Bushwhackers. Read the sense below that, because it's the most insane thing I've ever heard. The ICF is infamous for leaving calling cards on victims at red. Congratulations, you have just met the ICF, something <laughs> that was adopted by other firms. So they just like knock people out and leave cards that say like congratulations. Yeah, they're like oh. the Joker, dude. Okay, well, first off, uh, I don't know why I'm not following this account, but Hooligans TV is actually <laughs> yeah, I just saw that too. Automatic. Okay, that's a that's an easy follow. Okay, so I'm I'm gonna be doing a lot of my research kind of right here from this account. I think. Jeez, please, um, Jim. I'm not sure if you see the screen that's being shared right now, but no, what are we? So sorry, I was on a different uh, window. Maybe I should get back on that one. Yeah, you should get back to the main screen here. Okay. <laughs> this uh, AC Horses. I didn't see that in the list. Where? Which one? Do Do you see the main screen here? Yes. Okay. Well. I, I'm sharing it. Oh, it's, oh, it's not. Oh, sorry. Um, my bad. I clicked over to the Twitter. I thought you were safe. You were able to see it, but service crew, interesting. Okay. Um, let's see. Leeds United. Yep. Okay. So they were guys. involved. They were involved in a major disturbance after the 1975 Europe Cup finals. Mm. Enraged <laughs> at two penalty appeals being turned down. To oh. Bayern Munich, they ripped seats from the Parc des Princes stands, throwing them onto the pitch. 
Good Leeds Lord. would become the first English club to be banned from the European competition as a result. Okay. Pretty wild. Um, Birmingham, Birmingham City. City. Okay. Okay. Top contender for the best name, the Zulu Warriors. Yeah, that's cool. That's the name of the club. All right. Uh, their fans um, chant. See, the chants are something that I really can get behind. Zulu, soccer. Zulu. Um, okay, so apparently there was a trial in this one. Uh, Chelsea Headhunters. Yeah, see, I don't like this. The Headhunters have strong links to white supremacist organizations. Like, yeah. I don't compromise. Yeah, we don't, I don't that's, need to be a part of that. You know, okay. we, don't, we don't want that. That's not great. Leads, you know, um, okay, here we go. I mean, the Red I don't Army know, being part of the Red Army is pretty cool. But again, I told you I don't want to be like, uh, I don't want to maybe, join the mainstream. Let's take a look at number seven, the Naughty the 40, 40. Or, oh. <laughs> and Forty for Stoke City. Are these guys even in the Premier League? I don't think so. But neither are the Bushwhackers. <laughs> at its That's height, a fair point. At its height, the firm had over 700 members and had gained a fierce reputation for fighting before, during, and after games. <laughs> Although most hooligan activity has settled since the height of the 80s and 90s, Stoke has been involved in notable recent incidents. In 2018, at an under-21s game, <laughs> so not even like a real game, in, in the Czech Trade Trophy, Against local rivals Port Vale, violent fighting took place in the streets and inside the stadium. Mm. Coins, coins, <laughs> fucking throwing shillings at people. Flares and seats were ripped from the stadium, were thrown at police as over 150 <laughs> officers struggled to contain the violence. Here, here's your voice. Toilets and sinks from the grounds were even thrown through windows. You see the picture below? These are your boys. The N40. Stoke City N40. Dude. Yeah, those guys look, look at like that. Look at that swag. Look at that. The six <laughs> the six point five seven crew. Fucking okay. off center. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Um, oh. anywhere else. I don't recognize any other premier. Oh, Arsenal, I guess, is in here. Mm. Cardiff City, the soul crew. Dude, look look at the picture of this like want to be Ron Weasley for the herd for Arsenal. <laughs> Look at this redhead. <laughs> Unbelievable. All right. Our, so we're, we're going to have okay. an update. We'll have an update on the next show and where we're at as we progress further and further to join in a soccer, uh, a soccer team, well, football team by next season. Apparently they're called and the hooligan clubs are apparently called firms. That's mm, a new one. Gotta get that right. Uh, the Zulu Warriors is a very high contender on my list. I gotta be honest right now. All right. Well, we have to decide. Like, I can't have. I feel like I'm gonna do. I gotta join some of these at least in the in the uh, the Premier League. So I think that gets rid of the, the Bushwhackers, unfortunately. It um, sounds like all the Bushwhackers do. It sounds like their football team just sucks, and they just like. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's exactly. And they just want to, they're just going to show up, just kick people's ass. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Um, okay. Yeah, they may not be the, the best ones to jump in on, but I'll do some more research. I'll do some more recon. I mean, and I'm going to say the hooligan squad is going to make up probably like 50% of my decision here. And then, and then I'll like, yeah, I I'll mean, bracket out the rest the, of the it, chart, you know. It's very interesting to me that they're called firms. I'm very intrigued by that. Yeah, it is pretty I, cool. I need to go. I need to go back and watch Green Street Hooligans again. Just yeah, that, that do a little a, bit more. A Green Street Hooligans, a 2005 movie, is a drama about football hooliganism centered around Green Street Elite Firm, which is based on the ICF, mm. gaining the firm further notoriety. Along with their hatred for the Millwall Bushwhackers. All right. What the more ICF? proof do you need that they're. West so the Ham. ICF is West Ham. I think they're in the Premier League. I think they are. West Ham, where are they? Uh... Oh. 17th. Yeah. They okay, are. they're in. Well, right, they're, so one, just... they're, they're one step outside of relegation right now. 
Okay, so as long as they finish the season within Seven relegation, like they're not going to get dropped. Then, it. then I think they may be the leader in the clubhouse. Okay. okay. Interesting. All right. Great. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna do some more recon, send out a few polls, and I think that should do it. I like it. Jim, you got any uh, other uh, topics? You feel pretty good. Um. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I'm a big F1 guy. I know we don't talk a lot of F1, oh, yeah. but F1 season's kind of getting rolling. Second race this weekend. Uh, you know, I'm just excited about that more than anything. Um, but no, I think we pretty much covered covered free agency pretty well. I, I tried to say beforehand, I'm not going to, you know, just talk about the Niners the whole time because not everyone gives a flying fuck about the Niners like we do. Yeah, uh, but I've been pretty happy with the moves that they have made so far. Um, yeah, I think that Sam Darnold move is some is one that's not super flashy. It's a one year deal, but I would much rather have him in the game than Josh Johnson. I'll just leave it at that. I agree, and I'm very happy that I don't have to watch Mike fucking McGlinch. Oh, that's the worst move. Time <laughs> out. That's waiting. For how how did we forget about that? Denver giving Mike McGlinchey $90 million for a quarterback that traditionally holds the ball a long-ass time and now has a right tackle that against anybody that's halfway athletic won't be able to basically touch them or he'll just get a holding penalty call. It's going to be interesting. Better get that ball out quick in Denver. That's all I got to say. But that's not what Russ does. <laughs> so it's well, him and Sean Payton are gonna have some issues if uh, if he's not. Well, maybe uh, who who signed there? Maybe it'll be the Jarrett Stidham show in a, in a couple of years since he's they signed him for ten million dollars, which is really weird. I don't really understand that one. Um, like you're paying your quarterback an astronomical amount of money, unless you don't think he's healthy or something. But I don't know. Like right? what? Like, why wouldn't the Raiders just keep him? Because Jimmy hasn't shown that he can be healthy. So, like, why why not? Why would if you're the Raiders, why would you not just pay him ten million dollars? Well, hundred percent. They're like they're gonna have to sign someone slash draft someone now because you know that the injury is coming. You just don't know when. Right? I mean, there's not really anybody left. I mean, Andy million Andy Dalton signed with the Panthers. Um to be their backup slash rotation, whatever with Matt Corral. Yeah. I mean, I I don't really know. So that, that is my, to just circle back the Mike McGlinchey $90 million contract is the worst move so far. I think this, uh, this off season. I like it. A late addition to the uh, stockpile of bad moves. I was trying right. not to just talk Niners the whole time. So that didn't, that didn't come up immediately. No, I like it. All right, man. I think that pretty much does it for me. I'm going to probably spend the next hour or two uh, just cycling through my premiere research, which AKA means a few of the Twitter accounts that we found that just show <laughs> hooligan clubs and activities post game. So uh, I can't believe these, I didn't know these existed. Um, yeah. Any final thoughts? Nope. That's it. Uh, I don't hate the, uh, the, the delving into the football. Um, it's a hell of a lot more interesting than some of the other sports that we have in our country, I think. I just can't deny the, like, level of passion that comes from it. You know what I mean? Like... The dedication and the passion, even if you're not in a firm, but, like, these people that, like, know, like, 55, like, different chants and songs mm -hmm. throughout the game, and they just on cue hit them, like, pretty pretty nuts. And the, the level that they're able just to like show up to a pub at like 7 a.m. and drink to like 11 p.m. with a game mixed in, maybe some some debauchery in the middle. Like it's just a level of commitment that we just. Uh, oh, it's fantastic. I think it's amazing. Flat out fantastic. amazing. But all right, dude, that pretty much does it. Hopefully we can locate Joe, get him involved, uh, maybe on the selecting a premier team. Um, we'll decide if we end up going on the same side with one team and we just become like I think we got I think, that on the pod. I would prefer that. 
So we just go yeah. like full in, you know, and then like when they come up in the news or something, we can talk about it. But yeah, we definitely, yeah. I, I can't pick a team that's been relegated. We can't. Do no, that. no, no, no. That's what I mean. Like, I don't know how many games are left or matches are left in this season, I but think like quite a few. Okay. I don't know um, though. That's just so may- just being honest. That's a complete guess. Okay, so maybe we'll 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 we'll, we'll be steady on this. Like we won't, because if I make a decision and that team like gets relegated, like I'm gonna be very upset. So maybe we'll just like start a clean, fresh slate in next season. But we'll, we'll pick we we'll kind of play it out a little bit, and then yeah. once we figure out who's getting getting relegated and who's coming in, so yeah. we can go full in for 24. Okay. Exactly. Maybe we'll fly out there. We'll go to a game or something. Now you're now, you know, because I'll do the whole thing. I'll get in. I'll I'll do the chance. I'll make it sound like I know what I'm doing when I absolutely do not. I'll I'll do it all. You got to go just immerse myself in the experience. Break a few windows, maybe. Just have some fun. All right, dude. All right, all right we'll talk to you later. Peace.